When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack for another special edition. TNS, TNF in session. It's episode three. What is this show? Well, I'll tell you what this show is. It is me recording live on YouTube to an unlisted link to my Patreon supporters. You can't do anything without them. Uh, And uh, we then take questions from uh, Tier 4 supporters, and then the Tier 5 and above are in. And then I take live calls. If the tech works, if you were listening last time around, the tech didn't work. But I think I got all the settings going, and that's important. Uh, If you're watching on the video uh, version of this a little bit later on my YouTube channel, yeah, you get to see some behind-the-scenes stuff at the beginning. Uh, You get to see me in a ratty T-shirt because I didn't have time to change today. And you might hear, if you're listening later on the audio version, I will occasionally be uh, acting, uh, reacting, and interacting with those in the chat room. People like Taymor, Real Snacks Attacks, that's DJ Snacks, you and me. Connie's here, Rob's here, Matt Thompson, Chad, Graham Butler, Grab Bell, he, he Grab Bell, checking in from the other side of the world. Tim Van Newland is checking in from the other side of the world as well. Zach Anderson's up there, uh, Wisconsin way. So here we go. We're into it. Let me get this Q and A up here. I will be reading these. I should have printed these out. I can't see the screen. Ah. First one comes from John Mariano. He writes, hey, Ken, uh, I love listening, watching you, and date back to the ponytail-wielding days at Screen Junkies. I love those days. I was wondering, since you were close with many people you work with, what is one great memory, fun time, either on camera or doing a pre-after show that stands out, puts a smile on your face? Thank you. I'm going to hang up now and listen to your answer. Written answer here. Uh, Kyle's here in the chat room here as well. Uh, I have a lot of fun memories from working with all these folks. Some I, I didn't know, and I got to know through uh, the job. Uh, other people like, you know, the Schmoes and Collider crew, a lot of those are friends that I've known for years. I've known Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis for, oh, up to 15 years now. So we have a lot of memories being on the road, some of the Comic-Con memories. I, I talk often, one of my favorite memories was getting to know Dan Merle in New York City. Uh, two, I think about two months into my time at Screen Junkies, we were in New York for New York Comic-Con. I'd never been, and two in the morning, Dan Merle and I rode around town on foot um, and seeing all the sights and getting to experience it, and that was great. And then we met Hal Rudnick at a bar 4 a.m. for a drink, and I was like, this is the, this is the greatest time ever. So there's a lot of those type of, of memories, but what John's asking about on air, like, yeah, there's a lot of Schmoes know phase three and a little bit of phase five. There's just some great, great memories of 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 showing up and laughing and joking and going out afterwards. And uh, it's either Buffalo Wild Wings or Chili's. It was about who got 
uh, where where could you get sick faster? Just having those type of memories and just just laughing at all the stupid things. Times do change. I uh, became more business like, and we were all kind of working on different things in phase six. But that's that's fine. That's how it goes. But I have a, a lot of those uh, those memories uh, of uh, of kind of make it work. But uh, phase three in the schmoes know, or if you guys are, are old schmoes know listeners. Phase three was the Toad Hop era. And, uh, you know, John's talking about favorite memories like during pre and after show. Uh, I just it was the anticipation of of friends getting together and doing something fun at the time that we didn't quite know what we were doing. Uh, it was 2012 when I started there and it just kind of felt like we'd gather up from our it was like it was like the SWAT team. I don't know if, uh, how many of you know how like most SWAT teams work uh, here in Los Angeles. If you're on the SWAT team, it means you're you first you're part of LA uh, PD's Metro Division, and then you make the SWAT team, which is very hard. And you you go about your business. Sometimes maybe you and a couple other guys are at the gym. Sometimes um, you're up at your house. A lot of uh, LAPD officers in Los Angeles live up in a place called Santa Clarita, up on the Five Freeway. And then when the call goes out, SWAT team's been called into action. You all have to go. You all have to meet. And then you get ready, you gear up, and then you go to the incident. That's how it works, how Bomb Squad works, uh, all that kind of stuff. So all that to say, that's what it felt like with Schmoes No Phase 3. And that was a lot of fun. We would all come from different parts, from jobs, and, uh, uh, you know, I'd run over the hill uh, into Hollywood from my job. Josh McCougar would stumble up the street. Mark Riley would be uh, writing all day. Then he'd come in, uh, Christian Mark would get there, and we'd all just kind of convene, gear up, and get ready uh, to entertain. And it was, and it was I don't want to say a lot more fun. It was a different era. It was just a different area. Kyle in the chat room is saying, uh, regulators, mount up. It was a little bit like that. It was, schmoes, no regulators. Mount up. It ain't your gang, Dave. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I have a lot of those memories. Uh, the Screen Junkies and Clutter Days, it was a job. It was, you, you'd show up. 9 a.m. and you'd have meetings and things to do and that's not bad but then you'd have to go do the show and that's why the, the field did uh, it, it it had to change and it did change and and i don't uh, regret that i don't uh, lament that it is what it is we all made it our job that was what the weird thing was we really started and it started to take off early 2013 tiffany smith joins as the co-host all the kind of we 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 didn't know what what do you do how long do you make this happen how long do you gather to talk about movies and stuff? Uh, we didn't know that this entire industry was kind of popping up around us. And I give a lot of credit in the early days to like the AfterBuzz folks, Marie Menounos and, and Kevin Undergaro put together something that you know, put post-show wrap-up kind of podcasts on the map, and it kind of made a lot of that possible. So those are a lot of those memories, and it's a great question, John, here. All right, Zach. Zach Anderson, he's in the chat room right now. He writes, uh, Ken, I need your infinite wisdom. Well, I don't know if I have infinite wisdom. I have some wisdom. He says, I'm close to signing a lease at my first apartment with a buddy at 24. I'm finally getting out of my parents' basement. Any advice or tips on adjusting to living on your own for the first time? Okay. All right. Zach, uh, Zach again, he's in the chat room right, right now as I record this on YouTube. Uh, uh, Alice checking in. Alice, uh, hey, Alice, how you doing? Zach Anderson, you're here, he says. All right. First of all, congratulations, Zach, on, on getting uh, getting a place with a buddy. I think that's an exciting time. I didn't move out till I was 22, and and that's the first thing. Don't feel bad. You're saying, oh, I'm 24. You know, you're making the joke about your mom's basement, our parents' basement. That's fine. Make all those jokes. You're, you're, try, you know, you're trying your hand at comedy now. That's the kind of jokes you want to make. Um, I'd always say, don't feel bad. Don't rush. I know some people raring to get out of the house. Oh, you utes. Just hold on. 
hold on just a little bit. Make sure it's right. I'm big about making it right. You know, I, I, I could be moving at any point in the next year, you know, and wherever I go next, I want to get it right. And I got to find room for the Ewok there. Wicked uh, behind me. So uh, don't rush out. And you didn't. And I think that means it's going to last longer. A lot of people that I know in my life, my personal life, even some family who left early. I'm out of here. Uh, within a couple of years back in the house. I, once I was out, I was out. Now, as far as actual living here, here's the thing, Zach. I don't know, and you're in the chat room, so let me know this answer, Zach. How long uh, have you known this buddy? Is this a long-time buddy, a high school buddy? Uh, I'll I'll stall here as I wait for the uh, chat room to catch up, Zach, but I need to know how long you've known this buddy. That that could could change some things for me. Um, I've had uh, had those experiences. I've always been uh lived with friends roommates and stuff people that i know I've n- i'm never the put a craigslist ad and hope i don't get a murderer living with me and i i don't know how people can can do that there um i i need to know them but i first when i moved to la i moved out with three other guys and they were all two of them were already down here in los angeles one was a couple years older going down with me but uh the two that were already down here uh, were high school friends. They were going to CSUN and um, uh, CalArts. So they're already down here, been down here for two years. So Zach is uh, saying uh, we get, uh, he's known him for seven years, high school buddy, seven years. That's perfect. That's actually about the, the time I knew my friends for about five years when I moved in with him. Uh, the other one, I actually, the older one I knew for a, a little bit longer. I actually kind of grew up with him, didn't know him, but he was like in my church and my school. He's like three, four years older than me, knew him and his brother. Um, you learn a lot about people when you move in with them, Zach, and you learn a lot about your friends. <sighs> Take breaths, calm down. I never got in big, huge drag out fights. That's not me. That's not me. But you, I, I cannot deny that every friend that I moved in with over time, you kind of become a little more distant. It becomes less fun. Um, and there were great times and great memories when I first moved to Los Angeles, um, and real snacks attack is saying food is always an issue with roommates. And I agree. Here's my first bit of advice as I ramble here, Zach, never share food, never go in on groceries or anything. Have your sections in the fridge and the, in the cupboard. You get a clo- you get a cupboard. I get a cupboard top shelf's mine, or we split down the middle. That's what my last roommate and I did. And we lived together six, seven years. That would because snacks is right as snacks would be right about food. Fighting over food or, uh, you know, I think early on we all shared the milk, right? And then some, some, some person's always going to leave a drip of milk left instead of just getting rid of it. Um, bathroom supplies, everything. To each their own. To each their own. Wait till you get married or something like that uh, to share things. Uh, Connie's a hundred percent great with me. Connie, how are you? Good to, good to have you here. Um, yes. Uh, real snacks attacks in the chat right now says hoard your own TP. Uh, that's hundred percent too. So Zach, that's my first bit, but don't, but don't worry if you and your buddy who've known for seven years have some fun nights at first, y'all play video games. That's how, when I moved in with my friends, 98, 99, 2000, a lot of let's sit down and play video games together. Let's go out to dinner. Let's, uh, you need to go to the grocery store. I need to go to the grocery store. Let's head on out. And I have a lot of fun memories. My friends, Joel and Casey, we did that a lot. Headed up to the Ralphs in Porter Ranch, which also was nearby the Toys R Us in Porter Ranches. And that's where I got all my Phantom Menace uh, Star Wars figures in February 99 there. 
Um, but after a while, life just starts to take over and your house is your house and you don't want to hang out with your buddy that night. You want to come home from a long day at work, take a nap, uh, make yourself a, you know, a, a frozen burrito and, and kind of be by yourself. And that's okay. If you start getting offended by it or worried, are we as close and everything, then, then you're going to have some problems. Um, and then my advice is if you ever have a roommate who is so messy that they just leave a pile of mail on the floor that you both have to step over, maybe at some point just a, a address it instead of passive aggressively moving it to their bedroom door because then they, they actually uh, don't pick it up. Uh, maybe maybe a little personal experience. I still love the guy. Um, that was weird. So, uh, Zach, I hope I answered your questions. You're live in the chat room, so we all are uh, We're going to wish you the best of luck there um, and hope it all works out. So, Zach, how you feeling about that? You feeling, you feeling good? Zach says he loves his naps. He loves his naps, uh, and as you should. As Mark Ellis will tell you, a good nap is very, very important. So uh, Zach says, love it. Appreciate it a ton. All right, next one comes from Andy Ortiz, a big caller on TNF Hotline, a show that's still active here in the Knapsack Files once a month. Put, uh, put your calls up from the Google Voice uh, message system. And uh, you can also do it from the Anchor app, by the way, if you want to as well. That's for everyone, though. So I gotta, that's why I got to maybe the TNF Hotline might be going through some changes because now anyone can call in and leave a message, uh, which is fun and I enjoy it. A little bit later here, we're going to be taking some calls live. Andy Ortiz says, uh, hello, Ken. There was a big storm recently here in Dallas. Lost uh, Most of the city uh, lost power. Yeah, my friend lives in Farmer's Branch, Texas. He was uh, posting he had some issues. Uh, Andy was given the day off, and I, I don't, uh, don't know what to do because it's Monday, and my body is telling me to work. So on days off like these, what do you do? Uh, P.S., I continued reading Why We Love Star Wars. Uh, well, that... Andy's a great activity. Uh, reading my book, Why We Love Star Wars, a great moment. It's built the galaxy far, far away. Available, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, and wherever fine books are sold. All right. Uh, we're having a side conversation about naps in the chat room. Alice and Real Snacks saying, hey, you know, naps are very important. And Snacks bringing up a good point. Remember, naps were punishment. I remember when in my first and second grade, they used to make us take naps. Wow. I would kill for that now. Um, to Andy's question about uh, what do I do when uh, life makes you play hooky? I enjoy it. When you're supposed to be at work and you're, and you're not at work for not calling out sick or anything like that, I enjoy it and I make sure uh, uh, snacks in the chat room, you're not, uh, uh, you're not sidetracking. That's, that's what we do here. Um, I'll choose to acknowledge it or not. Uh, don't you be yourself. Anyways, um, that's my greatest feeling. That's my, the best feeling in the world. When you're supposed to be somewhere and then you don't have to be there and it's not your own choice, I, I absolutely enjoy it. I don't do anything important. I go get some food I like. If, you, if you're in a storm in Dallas, maybe you can't leave. So hopefully you have something like butterscotch pudding in the back of your uh, cupboard and you make it and have a good time. I don't know. Uh, I enjoy it and I don't feel guilty. Um, same day if I call out sick, you know, and I'm not as sick and it's just one of those days you're kind of sick of work and you got a tickle in your throat. Yeah, maybe you get a little work done. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the free time and celebrate it and don't feel guilty about it. All right. Uh, that's a great question, Andy. Uh, next one over in the UK, Jason Humphreys. We call him the hump around here. When I was a kid, I wanted a tarantula. I was going to call him Fang. My mother wasn't keen on the idea, and we got a dog instead. Do I have any experience with exotic pets? Uh, what would your ideal pet be? Yeah, so... I'm not like super afraid of spiders, um, but I don't hang out with them. 
Um, I remember one of my memories as a kid, we were up at a church, like camping outing. We're uh, about once a year, this church I grew up in, uh, all of the families, if you wanted to, would go up to a, a nearby lake called Lopez Lake in uh, the central coast of California. Like, uh, you know, 30, 40 families, massive camping experience. Yeah, you get some songs around the fire or whatever. But it was fun. A lot of fun memories. And we were going around from, like, the lake back to the campsite, all that kind of stuff. And um, we're in the back. Me and my friends are in the back of a big old pickup truck that my friend's dad drove. Like a clap, not like a big four-by-four, like almost like a kind of bigger classic, in a you know, 72 Ford type truck. We're driving in the back, and all of a sudden, you know, which was, you know, wonderfully safe. And they come to a sudden stop. And my mom and my friend's dad are in the cabin of the, of the truck driving. And all of a sudden my mom's like, gets out of the car. She's like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is so awesome. And they go running over to a tarantula. that's just crawling on the side of the road. And all the kids are in the back of the truck and my mom picks it up and her and my friend's dad are looking at the spider. Oh, it's so, it's so fuzzy. Anyone want to hold it? And all the kids are like, um, then my mom gets into the cab of the truck with the tarantula and they drive off and we're looking through the back window and it's crawling all over her neck and onto him what's driving and my mom's picking it back up and petting the little tarantula and, and I'm like, I did not get that gene. And I'm not saying my dad's afraid of it either. I just, nope, I got the, I got the heebie-jeebie gene where it gets a little, uh, yeah, a little, little snacks is creeped out in the chat room. Yeah, that is, uh, and it is. so that stayed with me to the hump's question. Um, I, your family, we've had some, some lizards, iguanas, those kind of things. My sister had a lot of those. My mom had a, had a cool one. It got, it got to four feet long, uh, tongue to tail, four feet long iguana. And then it hit its like sexual peak and it became sexually frustrated and it like attacked us all. It had, we had a giant, giant, like six foot, seven foot wide, um, long, and maybe about two and a half, three feet wide, uh, deep kind of, um, cage that we put it in, but it had its whole, uh, a room to itself. And we would take it out and let it roam around. I loved it. It was, uh, Herbie was his name because he was a, a herbivore. Uh, one day my mom goes in to check on him and he had been in the cage, just kind of resting. <laughs> and like the cage, the top of the cage was open. And it's like a horror movie. You walk in like, well, that's supposed to be closed. Did this creature push it open itself? And it did. This iguana lifted it, lifted it, lifted the, and I, we're not talking plastic, talking wood and, and, and like a great type of situation. Pushed it up, got out and was like in the corner of the room. My mom looks over and it gets up on all, it's all four, like it's four feet and like charges my mom. It was really angry. It was sexually frustrated and it was upset. Um, so we ended up having to kind of, we found a handler and he taught us some like, Hey, you got to take, take a towel and find the towel that the co- the color of the towel that the iguana reacts to. And basically it has sex with the towel and all these kind of things. We couldn't handle it. It bit, bit us a few times. And again, four feet tip to tail. Uh, so we found someone who, who, who took it and it, it went on to have a wonderful life. We would check in. So, uh, as far as exotic pets, I'll stick with the dogs. Now, an ex-girlfriend of mine, uh, had some ferrets and when we were t- uh, together, we, um, kind of raised some ferrets together and yep, they're illegal out here in California, but part of the time she lived out in Tennessee, which they're not illegal, but ironically, California, I think at least one point had the highest ferret ownership in a state where ferrets are illegal. 
And I love ferrets. Ferrets are great. A uh, bit of a handful. Um, but they do like to sleep for about 20 hours a day. Then the rest of the time, they're stealing stuff from you, and they got a lot of attitude. But uh, I used to love those ferrets. But I'll stick with the dog. I like cats. Slightly allergic to them. Not as personable. I get it. I respect cats, but I'm all dogs. Obviously, now I got two little chihuahuas in my life with Grace, and uh, those are my world. All right. Well, he hasn't shown up in chat yet, and Kyle Harlow in chat was saying, hey, um, we talked about naps and old hand sauce and popped up, but um, this is a question from old hand saw. And going back in the chat room here, Matt Thompson pointing out uh, a, a truth. Um, yeah, sexually frustrated iguana sounds like a truly terrifying experience. It is uh, Joseph Price saying, hey, Joseph, how are you doing? Uh, cats can be exotic in the way they act. I think that's true. I think that is true. Cats think they're exotic. This is a question from old handsaw. We call uh, we talk about naps because old handsaw, he's old like me. A lot of times when he pops up in Twitch, it, he's just uh, got up from a nap. Uh, old handsaw writes, howdy, Ken. Uh, we know that you're an enjoyer of music. This is true. Ever bought an album solely based on the cover art? I remember buying ELOs out of the blue when I was a kid because it was a cool, uh, had, a, had a cool spaceship on the cover. Yeah, I, I've talked about this a little bit on the show we do here on Patreon called uh, Kazak Radio, the Patreon playlist there. Um, I used to, back in the day, um, I used to go uh, just to record stores, including like Circuit City, some of the bigger box stores that would sell CDs back in the glory days. And I would just go around. And if a name or an album cover, uh, a track listing, I'd see one. Uh, that's how I found the band The Panics from Australia. EP, looked on the back. Oh, I kind of like some of these. Uh, I like what they got going on here. I think I'll give them a chance. Hadn't heard a note of music. Didn't go to a, a sample station or everything. Would just buy it. Uh, one album that I got like that, Patty Rothberg, Between the One and the Nine, uh, back in 1996. Uh, just like the album cover, uh, some some uh, art of her, like a drawing, and then found out her story. She, was, she busked in the subways in New York, Between the One and the Nine, got discovered. Still recording songs. So, yeah, absolutely. And for more music, uh, if you're uh, not a Patreon supporter and you're listening now, we do uh, a monthly radio show here on uh, Patreon, my Patreon page, where I play some songs, about eight, share a private Spotify playlist with you, and it takes me back to my DJ days. All right, final question. This is from our friend Tamor out there in New York. Tamor Bahada. He refuses to let me know how to pronounce his name properly because I think he wants to... Have me say it incorrect. I think he giggles. I think he and his brother Abdul, who are executive producer supporters here on the Ken Apsuck Patreon page, Tamor and Abdul, the brothers butter. And he's like, yep, yeah, you don't say it right, but I'm going to withhold on how to say it. Now, we had drinks in New York when I was out there doing comedy in the Schmodown, and maybe they told me how to pronounce it correctly, but I unfortunately don't remember because, um, well, it was New York and we were we were out. Uh, in the chat room, right before we get to the question, um, Joseph has said, is the Ewok over the shoulder the one that scared Leia? Yeah, that's wicked. That is uh, that is wicked back there from Emerald Moon, Trion Endor. Check them out on Etsy. You can purchase one of these. They make them by hand down at their shop in San Diego. And for, uh, they're fans of uh, Jedi Council. And um, they gifted that one to me. So, all right, question here. Final one, then we'll get ready for the calls. If you, if you want to call... If you want to get on the phone and and talk to me, uh, you can do that there. All right. Um, 
Tamo writes, hey, Ken, have you ever been on an out-of-town trip for a couple of days with your current or previous significant others? How are those experiences like, and what advice can you give traveling with them? All right, this is a great question. Taymor, I think you're out there in chat still. This is a great question. I think it's one that's very important. I think it's very key, very key. The early stages of relationships, you are going to, at some point, take that first trip together. I suggest going small, a day trip. Maybe wine tasting. Maybe Tamar, you're out there in New York City. Maybe you go up to, uh, maybe you you go up to Poughkeepsie for an afternoon. All right, what's that? About a two hour drive. Go go walk around the Vassar College campus or something like that. Um, uh, Tamar is here. Says he's about a minute behind uh, because of buffering issues. Buffering. Uh, plus, I'm I'm happy my internet's working. Spectrum uh, was my internet provider right now. Down for about a half hour before um, I went live. Uh, and this 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 broadcast has been cursed already this week, so man, I'm glad it's happening. Uh, day tripping, try it out. Head to a zoo, a theme park. Theme park's a big challenge. Can you function in a theme park together with the person you love? I've been talking about this on the stand up stage, but uh, when you travel, the first hotel trip, the first hotel trip is a true litmus test for any relationship, because that's when normal life functions have to happen in a very enclosed, close, intimate space. Uh, Realities start to come forth. By this time, you probably already have shared a bed. You know, if you snore or not, you know those kind of habits. And you've been in a house together. If you, you know, you come over, you know, for the night or come by for dinner, hey, can I use the bathroom? All like, hey, we all understand. We all understand. But I think when you're in the hotel room, that is the first big challenge. Can you survive that? So, Tamor, I think you have to approach it realistically, discreetly, politely, and both just know. Know what's going on. I think that is the challenge. And then along the way, if you travel, maybe it's a plane flight, a train ride, a car ride, car ride, you're stuck. I remember I, I took a, a, a past relationship. It kind of started. I forget what it was, but we traveled somewhere uh, like an hour or so. It might have been a stand-up comedy show I was doing. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, this is a good test. And we kind of survived, but we didn't. In the back of my head, I was like, oh, it didn't really work out. And I was I was right. My instincts were right. But that's not always a truth there. Um Taymor is here. Oh, Lauren Romo's popping into the chat room there. Absolutely. What's up, Lauren? So, yeah, the the relationships, uh, the the big challenge, it's that trip. And then, and then I, I, what I was getting at here, with, especially with the traveling, uh, close, a lot of time together, kind of going back to the roommate thing with, with Zach, I think you need to be understanding that your tempers might flare, you might get frustrated, and don't jump to uh, a negative um you know, negative space. Don't jump to a fight too fast. Just know that, you know, just know um, you got a couple days together. Pace yourself. Don't fight. Don't get petty. You can't escape each other. I have a friend of mine went to Paris with his uh, then girlfriend. It was like a six-day planned trip. On the first day, 
He asks her to marry him. and She says, no. They then had to spend five and a half days together in Paris uh, in a hotel room talking about basically the end of the relationship and then fly back. And that's not a quick flight. So if they can get through that, come out on the other end and happy, healthy relationships like they are, then I think you can survive a little trip. Taymor, we wish you luck. We wish you luck. All right, as we get ready for this here, um, I'm going to uh, make sure uh, I can... uh, The number here for those uh, watching, it's going to be on Patreon or the Discord server because it's a number that you have to have uh, a certain level here on Patreon to, you know, be at in order for you to get it. So I don't want to just... Give it out, uh, you know. Uh, I don't want to give it out. So I'm in the Discord, the TNF boardroom. Uh, if you're not in the boardroom, because I need to correct the access in the Discord server, um, ask someone in the in the board. <laughs> I got to work on that. Uh, Zach, it does uh, it does uh, it does hurt. Yeah. Oh, Chad says ship her back home. I mean, I guess that could work. I guess that can work. All right, so uh, the number is out there, and if you want to call in uh, here, I do believe, unlike last time, this is going to work. The phone lines are open here on TNF In Session. Uh, again, if you uh, this show is available in the podcast uh, form later. Uh, it's going to be here. It's here on YouTube. You might be watching my face right now. And, yeah, it's lo-fi. Uh, it's lo-fi. I get it. I get it. But it is what it is. Um, Tamor says understood. Uh, Real Snacks Attack is asking some chat room questions. Any updates on the book tour? Any out-of-state appearances coming? Uh, nothing right now. Book tour, I just can't. I mean, uh, the publisher is a small publisher. They're not going to be able to send me out. Um, I uh, have some events in my hometown. August 24th looks like a big event shaping up. Uh, in Las Vegas in December it looks like a big event shaping up. But uh, as far as like going around, it's just if the Schmodown can bring me out uh, and I can do something nearby, uh, I will do that. Um, but that depends on if the Schmodown or Mark Ellis brings me out. I'm not guaranteed to. It's not a package deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so stay tuned for that. And the audio book is forthcoming. Uh, Rob Biller's asking that question. Uh, audio book is forthcoming. Iron out some details. Looking like I'll be able to get to do it. Uh, it's not official yet, so don't go tweeting it out in the world. But if you're listening now and you want the audio book version of Why We Love Star Wars, that is being worked on. Uh, it wasn't my choice. Uh, it's, uh, I wanted to do it. Mango Publishing wanted to do it. We just had to, it took a while to get it done. All right, we got a phone call coming in. Then I got some great uh, call, uh, great chat questions there. Uh, well, where is that? Oh, there it is. I got to turn that down. Why is that not popping up? Sorry, everybody. That is really weird. You all hear that. All right, whoever was calling in, I got to figure out why that wasn't. I have, I have the feel. Why was that not going on there? Uh, I, I usually. Whoever was calling in, keep calling in. I could hear it. I could not click uh, on the answer. I think that was probably our good friend Snacks calling in. Keep trying it. That was really weird. I could hear it. Could you guys all hear it? Matt, try again. I don't understand why it wasn't Snacks. I don't understand why it was not letting me uh, answer there. Usually it pops up on the screen, and I press a little bit. There we go. Ah, that's it. Here we go. All right, you are live, TNF in oh. session. Who do we have? 
Uh, hi, it's Matt Thompson calling from Sackville, New Brunswick, Canada. Oh, Matt Thompson calling in from the Great White North up there. I love hearing your voice, my friend. Uh, how are you, and what's on your mind? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, this is great that I actually get to talk to an actual show and a real person on the other end of the line. Live interaction. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> um, the question I had for you, Ken, is... Um, well, you wrote a book. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, my question is, now that enough time has passed that the book has come out, mm-hmm. uh, and you understand from beginning to end how to write an entire book, the entire process from sitting down with the concept all the way to publishing it and even marketing it and showing it off, is that something you would really want to do again? Is that something like if the opportunity ever came up, is that would be, oh, that would be a great full-time gig. I will write books for the rest of my life and don't need to do anything else? Or is that like, yeah, great. I did a book. Don't really know if I want to go through that process all over again. I'd rather do podcasts or YouTube or whatever, or is it really something else in the middle? And I'll hang up now. (laughs) You'll take your call off air. That is great. Uh, That is great. Uh, Love hearing from Matt. That's a great question. Uh, It's on my mind. So the quick answer is yes. I absolutely want to write another book. The long answer is I don't know quite what. I don't know if I want to stick with something in the Star Wars fan genre. Uh, a lot of people say, why don't you do why Why we love Game of Thrones? Well, after kind of the controversies around season eight, I'm a little burnt on the, the discussion around the show, and I want to kind of wait a bit, uh, but that's been on my mind. And there's some other things. When the book was written, I've been saying this on a lot of podcasts, talking about the book, how it came to be. There's other, sh- other kind of styles of books I wanted to write and have uh, thought about for years. Uh, none of them necessarily narrative. I have to stretch my uh, legs out and, and, and see if I can do that. But there's some other kind of humor or comedy or essay related books, uh, a motivation book. Um, Josh McCougan and I are talking about some afternoons related stuff. So yes, it's out there. But uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting observation, uh, Matt, because it is hard. And I'll, uh, you know, I, I will never give birth to a child. So I say this with very, a uh, res- lot of respect and care. Hear me out here. Uh, understand the full context, context of what I'm saying. Uh, you know, you hear tell, obviously giving birth is something that's tremendously hard physically. Uh, and you hear tell that, uh, you know, is a, I'm no scientist, but there's like a little hormone or something that kind of secretes it kind of, erases the memory of the pain. I'm being, uh, I'm saying this in a very dumb torn, broken down term, but, and then that, you know, so a, a woman might say, yeah, let's do it again. Even though it's, <laughs> it's an earth shattering experience. Um, I'm not comparing books to childbirth, but along the same lines, I've already forgotten the pain I experienced while uh, writing. Uh, and there was some pain and there were some struggles and there was some challenge. I highly recommend it to everyone. That's how you get stronger as a writer, a creative person, and just a, 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 a human being on this planet. Uh, go through some challenges and get through it. And then you say, would you go through it again? Well, yeah, I'll go through it again. Um, and in the chat room, Joseph said his first child is coming in two weeks. Uh, congratulations, Joseph, to you uh, and your partner there. So uh, I know that's an odd example. I know it's an odd example, but that's kind of where my mind goes. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to do it again. We're going to figure out. And as far as like long term, I'm always going to be broadcasting. I'm always going to be podcasting. I definitely don't consider myself a YouTuber, and I'd love to get out of that industry a little bit. It's it's a weird industry. 
Um, but I love the best thing about the YouTube podcasting community is is that the community it brings up. Uh, all of you in the chat room right now watching, I, I know your names. I know who you are. I've met some of you in person. Um, you know, when I met Lauren Romo at Star Wars Celebration, it's like Lauren Romo. Yes, I met you. By the way, on uh, let's uh, on on the uh, Star Wars the Last Fan Group page, which Lauren and Chad, who's in the chat room, at least it was. Uh, hey, Chad. Hey, Lauren. Uh, they were some of the admins. We're going to be doing this Sunday a Q and A discussion about the book, probably in a similar fashion. Here, we're trying to work out the tech where I'll broadcast to an unlisted link and answer a lot of questions um, to those in the chat room. So, uh, but. That said, like when I met Lauren at Server Celebration, I was like, oh, yes, I've communicated with you. You've su- supported me, and, and, and we have a little, uh, a, little, a little community around that, and, and that, that's uh, what's important to me. In fact, uh, you know, I'm currently, this is for those, I'm, I'm sending out some more postcards for the Patreon page. And, um, you know, if you, you support at the boardroom level, you, you get that kind of stuff, and, and you get something. I want everyone on my levels to, to mean something because I want you in on this community. So I'll never leave that. But long term, the idea of doing something that you can kind of do on your own, if you can make a livable wage, the the book I have now is is not a livable wage book situation. But I have friends who are authors that uh, can live wherever they want. Uh, I have one friend from Los Angeles. She had come to Los Angeles from Minnesota, wrote a couple books, actually wrote a, a story in the book uh, from a certain point of view, the Star Wars uh, collection of, of stories. She wrote the uh, Breha Organa one. And she's like, I'm out of L.A. I mean, she, she lives in Seattle and writes her books up there. And I love that idea, that freedom, though I do love living in this Los Angeles, to be clear. So uh, great question. Great uh, stuff going on there, uh, Matt. A lot of you in the chat room reacting to that, saying hi to Matt. Also talking about E3. Uh, that's going on right now. Tim Van Newland asked me, have you seen anything for from E3 that I'm excited for? Uh, not paying attention much to E3 um, this time around. I went a couple years ago, which is the only time I've been. It was a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, this Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order game is, is the thing. Uh, thing there. Oh, Real Snacks Attack saying he can't call in uh, because he's uh, rearranging his office this month to be more professional. All right, that's good. Well, the phone lines are open. If anyone else wants to get on uh, a phone call, uh, you can uh, uh, do that if you're uh, out there in uh, the the internet land watching me here in the YouTube chat session. Uh, it's fun to interact with you all um, and, uh, you know, just kind of... Uh, I'll roll up my sleeves and talk to you there. So, um, oh, Abdul is here in the chat session. That's Tamor's brother, the brother's butter, even though they refuse to let me know how to say it properly. They just love uh, having me kind of dangling out there like a um, dangling participle. Uh, and I understand. I respect it there. I, re- I respect that. And Tamor was saying that when I was in New York, it was Jack and Cokes. I think you mean rum and Cokes. I don't do Jack and Cokes, Tamor. I do rum and Cokes. Uh, uh, and whiskey, but I don't do whiskey as much because life has changed my drinking habits. Uh, because uh, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work as well. All right, we got another call coming in. Let's see who's here. You're live on TNF in session. Who we got? And what you what's on your mind? Uh, Ken, this is Kyle Harlow from Iowa. Kyle. Uh- Am I caller number seven? Did I win the tickets? You won the tickets to Bob Seger, the Silver Bullet Band, playing down at the fairgrounds this weekend. All right, give a hang on the line. We'll get your address. Yes, 
KZOC Radio is my favorite station. <laughs> baba boy, baba boy. What's up, Kylo? Ky- Kylo? Kyle. I'm thinking Star Wars already. Uh, Kyle is a, a great presence in my Twitch community. He's actually one of my Twitch moderators. If you say something bad in the chat room, Kyle's going to kick your ass and get you out of there. Uh, you got anything on your mind, buddy? Yeah, um, my question for you is uh, a what-if scenario. If you, if you needed the money desperately enough, yeah. would you rather sell part of your Star Wars collection or one of your kidneys? Um, look, man, I, if, if I knew... <laughs> oh, Kyle, I love this. Um, in, the, in the chat room, uh, Snacks is saying kidneys. Um, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, you know, Chad saying you only need one kidney. Look, these are all facts. Um, I'm not opposed to selling my star Wars toys. In fact, I'm considering, uh, selling some of them, maybe some of the older ones from the mid nineties. Um, maybe you can raise some money for charity. I don't know. Uh, you know, some people might want them, uh, and also raising funds for myself, but to, you know, Kyle's question, but if I need the money and I'm desperate, look, if someone needs that kidney, Someone there out in that world, Kyle, needs that kidney. You know, our friend Scott Mance donated a kidney right. to his brother. It means a lot. Right. I'm a bone marrow donor. I'm on, I'm on the list for Be A Match. Um, matched once, and, and unfortunately, it ended up not going uh, through. So I'm okay with this. If, if, if Chad's right, I'm no scientist here, clearly, um, and uh, we don't need two kidneys all the time, and I can still have some rum and Cokes, and I can keep my Star Wars toys, I'd consider it, Kyle. What do you think the price is? Well, I was, yeah, I was going to offer you uh, $20,000 for the kidney. <laughs> um, and, I, and I do believe I do believe you can donate part of your kidney, and uh, okay. I think it grows back, but I'm not a mm. doctor. Don't quote me yeah, on that. Yeah, not a lot of doctors and scientists here. Um, um, Chad's saying I might have to back down on uh, to, to Jack and Coke's, not the whiskey. Um uh, snacks attack saying kidneys do not grow back. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I guess, well, yeah, don't slice a kidney in half folks. Um, but look, I think, uh, the other factor is Kyle, if I'm being honest, is, uh, the shipping process of the star Wars toys. It's very easily to sell some star Wars toys online. But then if I got to ship them and box yeah. them, mm-hmm. I don't need that stress. Just put me, knock me out, put me on a table and take my kidney. That's true. That's true. And not the. I wouldn't do the. Uh, I wouldn't do the. Uh, you wake up in a tub of ice, and one of them. One of them is missing. I, that, I will not do that. That's too. okay, that's though, Kyle. That's okay. If you're in a Motel Six uh, and, and you and you have a, a bed of ice and a, and a rusty knife, and you get out my kidney, that's that's a victory for you. You've you've been the one to pull that off. So, um, all right. Great call, Kyle. See you on Twitch. Hope to get back to uh, Twitch streaming soon. I haven't had a regular schedule due to some stuff. Uh, as I also try to set up my, uh, my OBS and all that kind of good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Kyle, we'll see you. All right. Thanks, Ken. See you. Bye. All right. I love that sound. The phone, oh, Snacks does remind us, other than his military service, he's also got 34 years in the medical field. But Snacks, you're not a, you're not a kidney doctor, so you don't know for 100% sure that if you slice a kidney in half, it doesn't, you know, come back stronger like some kind of, uh, you know, superhero. You don't know that, do you? Maybe. Maybe, maybe you do. I, I don't know. All right. If anyone out there has uh, wants to call, uh, we'll get one more call on here before I have to sign off and uh, get on some other things, including uh, later today at the time of this recording, an afternoons with Josh and Ken recording session. Uh, so that'll be um, that'll be good. Uh, Snack says just a lowly medical biller and coder, but that's important stuff. Number one and two, you know, maybe across your desk comes the paperwork that says uh, you know half a kidney. I don't know. 
Um, so if I got uh, one more call going in there from uh, my uh, friends out there watching now, I'll take some uh, questions from the chat until then. And then uh, be on my way out there. Uh, Zach Anderson says, how do I, how do I feel about the DH? I get to that in the TNF hotline. I believe Andy Ortiz from Dallas calls in a lot with baseball questions. I actually like the DH. I like National League baseball in terms of just strategy. I get it, but I've grown up a Yankee fan, so I don't mind. Put an aging slugger in that number six batting spot as a DH. Let him hit 35 bombs and extend his career. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It also probably helps that the DH came in 1972. 72, 73, gosh, I can't remember. Uh, but Ron Bloomberg at the New York Yankees was the first official DH in Major League history to take an at-bat, and uh, I was born a few years later. So it just kind of, you know, it's kind of always been there. Um, <laughs> Chad said, my respect for you may have taken a hit. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, Chad's talking about the DH, not the kidneys. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Real Snack Tech asking uh, about, yeah, David Ortiz. Thoughts are with David Ortiz, one of the great DHs of all time. Got shot in uh, Dominican Republic. It's a uh, home, uh, homeland there. We wish him the well. Uh, well, uh, I know, uh, you know, we hear hear bad things happen out there to a lot of Major League stars. Venezuela comes to mind, kidnappings. I don't know the circumstances, the situation, so I'm not going to comment on it other than uh, horrible. Glad he's okay and uh, looks to be having a full recovery. Um, Rob Biller says, if I bring, uh, my book tour to Johnson city, Tennessee, the offer of mellow mushroom is and beer still on the ta- table. Uh, Rob, I am, uh, that's, I'm considering that just the mention of mellow mushroom. I'm getting hungry. I can see it. Uh, Chad Benefield asks a pro bat flip or con on the bat flip in baseball. Uh, you know, I love, I love some energy in baseball. I think there's a point where it goes too far. But I love a little energy and flair. Uh, not everybody needs to have it, but, uh, you know, I like a good, quiet, intense player too, but I'm okay with a, um, a uh, bat flip. Uh, respect restored. Um, Will says, very pro bat flip. If pitchers don't like it, don't give up a home run. There you go. There you go. Uh, Tim Van Newland says, ask Makuga if he wants to join the Discord server. He would love the afternoon's chat show. Yeah, here's the problem. I don't think Josh would understand how to use Discord. There's a reason that in the movie Trivia Schmodown Discord, there's like only four of us in the conversation. Uh, and I'm not in the, I'm just in the server. Um, um, not a lot of people understand it. Not a lot of people understand it. All right, I think we're about ready to wrap up the show unless anyone out there wants to pop on uh, the Google Voice uh, and uh, give me a call. We got a question coming in in the chat room, though, from Connie. Connie, live question. I have a question about writing. I'm currently writing my dissertation and I'm experiencing writer's block. How do you keep going when you experience writing challenges? That's a great question, Connie. Chad feels so as well. If you like the DH, Chad will still be your fan um, or don't like the DH. Um, I'll say this. I say this. I'll try to. I've said this in other spots, but uh, let's answer it directly, Connie. I don't necessarily believe in writer's block. I actually don't think that's as much of a thing as people say. What it is, is your mind is processing it and you have to push through. You have to kind of write as a professional. Uh, I've written all my life, um, written screenplays, all that, but never have I had to write it, right? And I've always had the ability to go, all right, the screen is blank. I don't know what to write next. Writer's block, I'm out. I'll go get a drink. I'll go for a walk, which by the way, isn't bad. We'll come back to that. But a lot of times with the book, I had to get it done that day. 
that was the day that I had to write it. And a block would happen. Oh, I'm looking at a blank page. I can't get the words out of my head. And it was frustrating. And I'd punch things. I'd throw things. I'd cry. I'd go for a walk. I'd take a drink. Do all those things because those are all things that kind of help uh, deal with the issue. But you have to come back and write. And writer's block goes away because of one thing, writing. Uh, You have to pull it out of you. You have to reach in, dig in, and do not believe in the concept of writer's block. It's a little spiritual, right? But it's true. It's true. I understand what people say, and I understand what you're saying, Connie, when you say, hey, I'm trying to write this dissertation, and it's not coming out. Writer's block, writer's block. That's a thing we've all grown up with, whether you're a writer or not. Um, Sometimes you don't have that option, and that's actually a good time. you got to dig deep, get through it, set deadlines. But at the same time, do not be afraid to step away. Uh, I remember John Lennon talking about songwriting. Sometimes he would just step away and clear his head. That is okay. That is the thing. There are ways to get through it. But the thing is, you have no choice. You have to get through it. Writer's block just means you haven't figured out how to get it down. So what you have to do is figure out how to get it down. Don't give up. Take a breath, though. And if you're like me, scream, grab a pillow. Here, for those, for those watching, this is how I, this not, not with this pillow, but you just do this. And then you can write. It all comes together. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I think I answered that question as best I could, Connie, without seeming like a crazy person. If no phone calls are going to be coming in here, uh, I know some of you probably can't get to your phones. That's fine. I love taking the calls live. Matt, Kyle, Connie says, fantastic. Joseph Price says, like Meryl Streep. I heard she's doing some screaming on screen now. And uh, it was a big little lie. So um, that is it. I hope, Chad, out there, um, I hope I um, gained your respect forever. I'm okay with the, I'm okay with no DH. All right. It's a good strategy. Uh, I've been a lot of fun. love doing this. love doing this. This is TNF in session. Chad says my respect is back to 100% with him. Uh, what we do is we take questions from Tier 4 supporters or higher uh, on Patreon. That is the basis for these episodes, as you heard up top. And then I take the live uh, chat questions and the phone calls from those at Tier 5 and above. Uh, that includes the TNF boardroom folks there. And I cannot thank them enough. I also have to do a special shout out, as we uh, often need to do here, uh, to the high tier Patreons at the executive producer level. Uh, these are the folks that really make uh, things happen for me and uh, are um, uh, near and dear to my heart. That's uh, Real Snacks Attack. Uh, Thomas Rizzling, who's also part of Casterly Talk. Lethal, Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bador, Matt Thompson, we heard his great call. The Brothers, Buddha, Tamor, and Abdul, Donna Long, Nathan Ovendale, and Zach Anderson out there. I'm currently consulting with Zach uh, on stand-up comedy. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff out there in Wisconsin. And I'm having a lot of fun. So to everyone who checked in here in chats like Alice, Chad, Kyle, Joseph, Connie, Rob, Matt Thompson. Again, thanks for the call. Zach, Real Snacks Attack, like we said. Lauren earlier. The Brothers Butta. Uh, Will McLean's in here as well. Tim Van Uland. If you enjoy our Discord server here, the Knapsack Files, it's all because it's him. He's the one that not just convinced me, uh, he showed me how and still does. Rob, checking in from Tennessee. Thank you. If I missed your name here in the chat room, I do apologize. I'm scrolling up to try to see as many people. It looks as though, uh, oh, great. 
Graham uh, was there earlier. He might have uh, had a go because I know he is across the pond. Um, that is it for this week. Uh, having a lot of fun doing this. We'll do it again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. TNF in Session is produced by Morning Drive Media in partnership with Ken Napsok and his own brain. To purchase his book, Why We Love Star Wars, go to KenNapsok.com and find the link or go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and IndieBound. And just ask for Why We Love Star Wars at your local bookstore. We'll see you next time. 